Magneto Funky, number 66. It's Monday, April 2nd, 2018. Hey, Larry here in the pursuit of grid power to the people. This week we have lab notes on the car relay switch bedini, complete with a little electrical smoke. Uh, the music is more submitted goodies via the Craigslist ad from here and there in country. <laughs> Steppin' by Strike Iron, a world Afrobeat funk outfit over in Berkeley, led by musical director and all-around mad scientist Michael Mark Bello. Now this is just a taste. Uh, we got more coming from them later. Hey, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, Weekly international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay. In grid theory, the past week was more two steps up, one step back, as I spent more time on the resistors for the supercaps, and, well, frankly, I figured out that the 2.7 kiloohm isn't for balancing. 
it's the resistor that goes between the booster and say my cooler. And for a full nine amp load, that drops down to a one kilo ohm resistor. And the balancing resistor question still isn't answered in any layman's terms. In fact, I found a, a lecture on balancing resistors on YouTube where the guy begged off using any values in his example because it's apparently so nebulous. He just said, hey, just experiment. So screw it. I'm going to go right ahead with the 100 to 200 kilo ohm resistors for balancing. Anyway, before wiring up my boosters, I first looked into capacitor discharge tools to safely and slowly drain the units. Because I'm not going to be doing the stupid grounded screwdriver thing, which throws sparks and damages the boosters. Instead, I did find a calculator that takes the voltage, capacitance, and how long you want the discharge to go. And the result I got was a 0.22 ohm resistor, which will drain the 20 volt 50 farad unit in five minutes. So back to the store in Berkeley, I went for that, along with parts for the quiet relay circuit, the bridge rectifier, and the voltage regulator. And speaking of which, I put together a mock-up of the gadget, which doesn't fit the circuit diagram of any of the devices I was replicating. I mean, there were three different uh, videos that I was going over. And apparently, these auto relays, they're not standard. Anyway, I had to poke around with the connections to get it to buzz. But when I did, the thing really wasn't all that loud. I expected, like, smoke alarm loud, enough to alert the neighbors, but it was quiet enough to talk normally over. Well, anyway, after the store trip, I hooked it up with proper power battery cable, like 14 gauge, and tried it again. And this time, the thing burnt up my 4007 diode. And then it burnt up a second 4007 diode, giving me puffs of smoke and the ozone bouquet. So out of that, I got two observations. I really need a rheostat as an on-off switch. And I should probably see if I can find the same relay switch as one of these examples. Well, anyway, the relay and the discharge tool are the cover pick for this week. Uh, okay, coming back with Sunstone updates and, yeah, fine-tuning the Bedini. Okay, back to the stage, continuing the submitted beat and flow with Underwater Angel by Aswell, an indie pop rock alternative melodic pop group in New York, led by songwriter Jason Perillo from the new album, the Elastic Journey.
Okay, next up we have I Am Stronger by Kay Jizzle, the Stone Mountain, Georgia artist, musician, producer, and performer returning to the stage with some positive down-home hip-hop. Over. 
with a stop in Tejas for Just Keep It by Shadow, the jazz, hip-hop, R&B music artist, a producer, songwriter, entrepreneur, and damn good sax man down in Arlington. What up to D-Town, Arlington and Fort Worth, H-Town, Tokyo, Kanagawa, Yokohama, and Osaka, C-T-N-Y, Miami, Detroit, and Goose Creek, Chi-Town, So Manila, Shanghai, Busan, California, Mexico, Canada, Germany, and London, let's go. Just cruising, you stay. 
say that you do not mind I say, girl, let's ride To a place with sunny skies So lay back, relax on wine Top down, looking at all the haters Too fast, bye-bye, see you later Next scene, round two Chilling at the spot where the water see-through I say that I'm feeling you You reply, why is that, boo? I say, cause you being you Keep that, keep that Today it's April 2nd, and Puerto Rico enters month 7 of the Shock Doctrine Griddown. Meanwhile, the local death squad in Sacramento, after shooting another unarmed black man seven times in the back, just ran over a protester for what, interfering with the Kings game? And just like Charlottesville, it wasn't no damn accident. Meanwhile. The corporate media is slobbering all over the Roseanne reboot as if there haven't been sensitive, fawning profiles of Red Hat Trump voters for the past friggin' year. You know, spare me. I have no empathy for the economic anxiety of people who would just as soon wrap a chain around my neck and drag me behind a goddamn pickup truck. Anyway, I'm running late. And I'm not going to waste breath analyzing the latest pile of distracting horse shit from P-Grabby or another Nazi channel bully taking a sudden vacation or lice ignoring actual Nazis to deport non-white fathers and housewives. So let's just run a few quick dates. Okay, today, April 2nd, is Easter Monday and it's World Autism Awareness Day. Let's see, for April the 3rd, we have a rally for the removal of white supremacist content from YouTube. Uh, that's going to be happening from 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at uh, the Chelsea neighborhood in New York City. Join the Metropolitan Anarchist Coordinating Council as they call out YouTube for their complicity in spreading white supremacy 
and demand they allocate resources toward monitoring and removing this content. Now, they've targeted 34 videos, primarily from neo-Nazi groups, and have logged over 6,200 reports. And so far, 15 have been removed. 19 remain available. Uh, you want to meet up around 7th Avenue and 26th Street in Chelsea. Okay, for April the 4th, that's United Nations Mine Awareness Day, and we all know what else happened on April the 4th. So, in uh, the city of Milpitas, at the Milpitas City Hall, we have an MLK candlelight vigil in March, happening from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. In commemoration of Dr. King's lasting legacy and establishment of civil rights, which are rapidly being degraded, we will be honoring him on the 50th anniversary of his assassination with a candlelight vigil in March, a plaque unveiling, and flag raising. Nine. Okay, we're going to jump ahead to April the 6th, which is International Sport Day, and we have another event. The 20th Annual Madam C.J. Walker Women's Empowerment Forum. That'll be happening from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time at the San Francisco Marriott Marquis, 780 Mission Street. Uh, that's hosted by the National Coalition of 100 Black Women, the Oakland Bay Area Chapter. This year's theme is Honoring the Past, Treasuring the Present, Shaping the Future. They'll host two 50-minute morning workshops featuring emerging and established leaders from dedicated partners addressing, one, the black experience, reclaiming our narrative, and two, the digital business is everyone's business. Oh, and by the way, tickets ain't cheap. Uh, okay, on April the 7th, that's the last day of Passover. It's the day to remember Rwanda genocide victims and it's UN World Health Day. And we have one final event, the 11th annual Don Thompson LGBT Film Festival happening from 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time at the Ray Stark Theater at the George Lucas Building in USC. Now, the film festival began as an outdoor movie night fundraiser coordinated by Amy Ross, an uh, 86 PhD and LA frontrunners. Uh, today, the festival showcases the work of up-and-coming LGBTQ and allied Trojan filmmakers and has become one of USC Lambda's signature events with proceeds benefiting the Don Thompson Scholarship in Cinematic Arts. Right about now, we have uh, an international film festival in Oakland. There's an international film festival in San Francisco, but this one didn't look like it got a whole lot of press, so that's why I'm plugging this one. And hey, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, or not opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands, artists, and poets, Download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete.
Okay, in grid practice, as I'm writing this, the Bedini is spinning away and charging one of the batteries because I didn't hook either one up to my AC charger because no way was I going to run it while at work or overnight because it would have taken like seven or eight hours to do this. And besides, this thing is not a smart charger. And even though I worked out the specs for it, I mean, for a 12 volt, 4 amp hour battery, you want to put it to 14.4 volts at 1 amp until the battery reaches 14.4, which means it's about 70 to 80% charged. Then you drop it down to 13.6 volts at 0.2 amps, or 20 milliamps, to finish. Now, if I missed adjusting the adjustable power supply, and start cooking the battery, I'd have much worse than a little electrical smoke going on in this little SRO unit. So Sunday night, after I charged battery B to over 12 volts, I hooked up the analog ammeter and got a reading of exactly 100 milliamps off the run battery. Cool. Uh, the next test, required a one ohm resistor in place of the secondary battery and all i had was a 1.1 ohm resistor that the multimeter said was actually 1.3 but anyway with the bedini running again i measured the voltage across the resistor and got 200 millivolts and one volt or less is what you want also cool and finally I hooked both the batteries back up, gave it a spin, and set the potentiometer to the sweet spot and read the resistance. It fluctuated between 98 and 102 ohms and settled at 100. So now I know the fixed value for this particular circuit is 100 ohms. Very cool. Uh, meanwhile, on the sunstones, I finished the last rack of cells got a reading of 3.62 volts then I connected all four racks up and discovered that the first rack had one of the aluminum cathodes eaten away by the electrolyte uh, anyway I dealt with that uh, connected all of the ends in parallel and got an open voltage of the whole unit of 3.43 volts meanwhile I'm still short a few parts because our lashes don't have everything. Well, including that 14 gauge wire, which I had to get from the hardware store. So the bridge rectifier will wait for me to get some 18 volt Zener diodes. Although I can build a separate uh, rectifier with 12 volt Zeners and a few tiny caps. And I'm still working on getting the two extra bifilar coils properly placed on the Bedini. So I got plenty to keep me busy the rest of this week. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with La Coulee by Strike Iron from Berkeley. Now, the band is formally known as Albino. And the submission they sent in was from an update uh, from their Kickstarter page for their new album. And they do have an upcoming gig. 
uh, Saturday, April 14th at the Arena Theater in Point Arena, California at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time.
Okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studio joint. Show files are at iTunes, Internet Archive, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. Episode notes are on the pod pages, and you can download the MP3 directly. If you like the show, tell your friend. And hell, if you bump into Laura Ingram, right now on vacation, tell us she needs to apologize to LeBron, too. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass, by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for Monday, April 9th. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my Garrett in the Mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.